This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. We are speaking uh, with Brendan Eich, co-founder and CEO of Brave Software. And this is really cool. Brave.com is the URL, a startup that aims to transform the online ad ecosystem with faster and safer browsing. Now, Brendan, this is really absolutely incredible. How old is Brave Software? Coming up on four years at the end of May. Wow. We were in stealth mode for the first uh, nine months. Mm -hmm. uh, or maybe six months, seven months, I forget how many. Uh, and we, we then had a product that was kind of a very early beta mm-hmm. where we tried to, to move the needle by blocking all these trackers and showing that we could offer anonymous ads. And we've been working to get to the point we uh, reached today, which is where these ads are now available in the desktop browser. And they're coming soon to the Android browser, and we hope then to iOS. And so the, the, the stealth, this is absolutely amazing, Brendan, the stealth version of this, uh, of the platform literally just said we are going to show anonymous ads. That was kind of the first step in kind of de, uh, detracking this sort of nefarious activity that's going on out there in the Internet ethos. But then you then you said, what, at what point did you have the, 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 the aha moment, the light bulb went off and said, hey, you know what? We, anonymous ads, are, you, know, you know, it deals with the tracking problem, but then – you know, it doesn't really address this consumer need issue. Like consumers, there, there is utility to being shown something that you're actually interested in. At what point did you want to pivot to that kind of part, uh, that sort of change in the paradigm? We had that in mind all along. Okay. When I was doing Firefox at Mozilla and Netscape before that, uh, I came to learn about how the browser was being sort of taken over by search and advertising businesses. Like... I would say Google. Google's a search, and ad, search ads and other ads business. Mm-hmm. Uh, Microsoft owns Bing and so has some vested interest there. And invariably, you, you end up with these big companies that own the browser coming into a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. You go to a, a lot of news and media sites today in Brave, it's much quicker and nicer, and there's not this incredible ad overload. I recently fired up Chrome, and I was checking out news and media sites, and it's just a nightmare of mm-hmm. flyovers and ads and, <laughs> and unbelievable trackers. It drains your battery on your phone because mm-hmm. you're firing up so many scripts that fire up the radio. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, something went wrong there, and the browsers became sort of captured by the ad business. And that has been true, I'm sad to say, almost across the board. Safari, Apple Safari may be the most privacy uh, conscious over the long term, mm. because I think Steve Jobs did care about privacy. He made Safari have private windows initially. He made them have a cookie blocker, mm. those tracking cookies I mentioned. So mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was something that Apple did even in 2003, and other browsers are now coming to, and Brave does, we double down on that. We block all the trackers. So we're, you know, Apple's doing well. We're, we're blocking by default. We're blocking ads that Apple doesn't block. But we, but to your point, we want to allow your personal data, which you always have flowing through your browser. That's where you type it in. That's where you click. It's always there in any browser. We want to have local machine learning study it to pick the best offer mm. from a fixed catalog for the region you're in. That catalog can evolve every day with new offers, old ones drop out. It's not too big to differentially update. It's sort of like a safe browser, an anti-malware, anti-phishing list. Mm-hmm. That is our approach to advertising. So instead of throwing out all your data to the wolves who target you. We <laughs> guard your data and bring the offers to your device, to your phone or your laptop, and that's where the decisioning happens. So th- I, th- I love this idea because it, it really is sort of transferring the power back to the, to the consumer, Brendan. So how, how does a brand get in your catalog regionally? How does that process happen? 
We're doing direct deals now, and we're building up dashboards so they can self-serve. We mm. get to scale. The nice thing is, you may know, Google had a fantastic search business, still does, and they were doing search ads. I think Sheryl Sandberg, before she went to Facebook mm-hmm. as COO, she was building the sales team up from four people to 4,000. Right. Google. Mm-hmm. But, but then everything got mechanized. And now ad buyers, the brands and some agencies, all go to what's called demand-side platforms. These are ways of buying audience segments and saying, I want to run a campaign that reaches 50% of likely Ford truck buyers mm. across this three weeks starting next week. Mm-hmm. And, and that kind of dashboard is something we're building, too, so we won't have to have a huge sales force. But we're still forming direct relationships because we want to cut out the intermediaries, the trackers and the bad actors. We want to have a very direct connection between brands and users. And so, Brendan, how do you? It's, it's interesting. Like building up, building up a uh, an installed base of brave users, brave dot com uh, users. How? What's been the strategy to to get the word out to the end consumer? Are, are you relying more on word of mouth, or how did how 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 have you been able to to kind of message and and promote to uh, consumers out there? I've done this maybe twice before, and Netscape had to take over from Mosaic, so I wasn't there at the founding of Netscape. Mm-hmm. And then with Firefox, we restarted the browser market. We restarted mm-hmm. the web standards after Microsoft had extinguished all life in favor of <laughs> Internet Explorer, which it then kind of walked away from. So right. I, I know how to do it. You have to get what are called lead users, mm. these stubborn minorities who insist on protection mm. from ads and tracking. They insist on a faster and better browsing experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're often technically savvy, but they're not all engineers. Some of them are just you know, sharp uh, graphic designers, web designers, uh, bankers, mm. doctors. So our lead users are early adopters, and they promote us to their friends and family. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, to get outside that, that, that set of filter bubbles, you have to do some advertising, which we have started doing last year on Google search ads and Google Play Store, and we've branched out to other ads that are fairly clean. We don't do tracking. We don't do any conversion tracking on these ads mm-hmm. into our product because mm-hmm. we don't want to talk out of both sides of our mouth. But we do <laughs> have to reach people with the message that Brave is out there and you should try it. Mm-hmm. It is a new thing under the sun. And do you have data, Brendan, on – I mean, once folks try Brave, are they just like – so elated and is is the experience so powerful and robust that they become it, it, the stickiness of having tried it like once you get them trying they're really they're they're basically in is that is that what you've yeah, been finding in your data it's gotten really good lately i think we, we had to knock down a lot of points of friction over the last okay. year and a half mm-hmm. and we we've, we've got a really compelling product now it's like chrome you can install all those chrome extensions some people call them plugins all okay. those mm-hmm. you know, crm extensions or honey or um the one password, which I rely on, mm. all those extensions you can get from the Chrome Web Store and install them in Brave, provided they don't use Google accounts. We turn off Google accounts. Right. Almost all the extensions work, and that was a point of friction we had to knock down uh, at the end of last year. So gotcha. we're, not, we're growing very well now. I, I mean, I love this idea. It's funny that you, you say this, uh, Brendan, because I, I go back to my experience. The very first time one of my colleagues sent me to this thing, said, hey, man, you ought to go check out this thing called YouTube. And I was like, okay, whatever. I've, I've never heard of it, but fine. I went, I went and checked it out, and I was on there for like 15 straight hours. Uh, yeah. You know, going like, let me see. I remember that. What was the, you know, the, uh, the Scooby-Doo video? 
video that I remember when I was six. Can I find it? You know, so I did that and I remember that and I fast forward today, Brendan, and it's like they have pushed me. They YouTube has pushed me through the levels. Like, I'm almost not enjoying the site now because there's just so much, you know, commercial activity, ads popping up, things popping up, all of this stuff. And so I think you're what you're tapping into is very intelligent is kind of like a, a fatigue around kind of like we thought this digital thing was not television and we were going to the digital thing because we were trying to escape all that stuff and now we're back in it and so i love this idea of brave software to say not only are we going to you know protect you more in terms of security piece but we're going to pay more attention to you as a consumer in terms of giving you exactly what you need because you don't want to have zero utility in terms of being shown things that might that things that you might want but we're going to do it in a way that actually comports with kind of your your the the, the fact that we, you're on par as a consumer with us as a partner almost is that the way you look at it that's right. We've aligned our interests with our users, and we've tied that knot in a way that if we ever betrayed our users, they would roast us into the ground <laughs> on social media, and we'd be dead. They also you know, get a big, as big or bigger revenue share that we get from these ads we're running. We have a cryptographic token uh, on Ethereum, the blockchain that's like Bitcoin, but has smart contracts. It's more programmable. Mm-hmm. And that uh, token allows us to – it's like a point system, a reward system. It allows us to reward the user – who participates in this voluntary ad system. And right now, the tokens the user gets flow back to your favorite sites and YouTube channels and Twitch channels, oh. adding support for Twitter and Reddit. We're uh-huh. paying the users of YouTube who create the content. That's a so-called user-generated content platform. Gotcha. So if you sit on your YouTube front page or your uh, main page, you'll, you can give YouTube itself some, some tokens if you like. Mm. But if you're on a channel that's owned by, I don't know, somebody who's talking about comic books, then that, that creator who creates those videos will get to the, their share of the tokens. And it's based on locally measuring your attention, the same way a website would do it, looking at how long you've been visiting, how, how many times you visited, not when the screensaver's on, not when your, your window's hot, been hidden by another app. So we have a, a system that's highly private, but authentically attributes attention to creators and gives them rewards, gives you rewards based on that. And uh, this is amazing. So, how, so, so, talk us through that because I was reading on, I was doing some research on this, Brendan. It, this is an amazing model, the kind of like revenue sharing model, right? Yes. When you think about how ads work today, when I mentioned all those ad exchanges and platforms that trap you, each of them takes a slice out of the advertising budget, the gross spend, mm-hmm. and at the end of the process is the poor publisher who gets a pie tin with a few crumbs in it. Mm. Like, literally, make it 20%, 20 cents on the dollar. The Guardian did an experiment where they bought out their own ad slots, their own ad inventory. Mm-hmm. They made 30 pence on the pound. So they're, they're getting paid very badly. Uh, in, in the old days on television, the media owner would make 85%. Mm-hmm. In the app store, you, you may know, the app store split gives 70% to the publisher of the app. So mm-hmm. we've the way ads work on the web is, is not paying very well to the publishers. And that's why a lot of publishers, you know, it's one of the reasons over the decades and recently they're still suffering. Mm-hmm. We'd like to help them by giving them uh, a bigger share. So we give users 70% for these private ads to the user. Mm-hmm. And by default, those tokens trickle back to your site. Mm. So you could think of that as 70% to your site. Interesting. And so, but tell, tell us a little bit about the, the crypto piece of this, though, uh, Brendan, in terms of how that works as a kind of the, re- the rewards, the, the money, if you will, the currency. Yes. It's, it's a unit of account. It's a, what we call a utility token. It's like uh, you could think of it as frequent flyer miles. In fact, we have uh, now a, an agreement with Tap Network, mm. which is a, a system for portable reward points. I don't know about you, but I always 
lose my Marriott points or my <laughs> United points. I don't yes. fly United. <laughs> but you know what I mean. So yes. things aren't portable. Well, Tap Network solved it with their own cryptographic coin, Tap mm-hmm. coin. And we recently struck a deal where our basic attention token can be exchanged with Tap coin mm. for you know, a given dollar of value for each of them. So we're going we're gonna to have fungibility and exchangeability with Tap coin. And that means the 250,000 brands on the Tap Network are going to be available to Brave users for oh. upsells and premium products paid for with these tokens that we are giving users as revenue share for these ads. We're also, you know, looking for ways publishers can charge. You may have seen on the Washington Post and other places, oh, you've, you've run out of free articles this month. Uh, <laughs> subscribe now. Yes. Go away. Yes. And, and it doesn't really work. It doesn't convert well. Yes. We want to help publishers get people through that funnel by letting them use a few tokens to buy the next article. And if they buy enough articles, I'm sure a lot of readers of Goodwill will then subscribe mm-hmm. and form a, a durable credit card relationship with, with oh. the publisher. That's a, that's a very interesting way to, to sort of like bridge that gap and to like create you know utility across consumer and across uh, publisher. That's really interesting because that drives me crazy, Brendan. It's like yes. I've got six more uh, New York Times articles I can look at, and I'm like just you know I'm being very cautious about what I'm actually looking at in that space. It's a soft paywall. If you go to a private window or tab, it, or you reset your cookies, you can get three more or six more articles. But uh, they, they want you to subscribe, and that's just a, a, a small number of people who make it that far through that funnel. We want to help the upper funnel. Oh, I see. And this is – I love this. I love this idea. I love the momentum. Tell us uh, – we're pushing up against time here, Brendan. So tell us kind of the next phases. So take me through Brave, Brave Software, the, the platform, and what's going to be kind of in, on the horizon, so let's say the next you know, year, two, three years, et cetera. What, what you're going to be doing next, some of the cool things, where you're going to take it uh, to the next level. Right. So we're growing, and growth is important for – getting a better ad deals, larger ad deals. Mm-hmm. A lot of brands want to do experimental spends with us because we are compliant with the general data protection regulation in Europe by construction. We don't have any data on our servers. We don't track our users. They consent to all the local ads and local analysis that I mentioned. So we're very clean on privacy. They like that. They also think ad blocking is not going away. And here's a solution that's like ad blocking plus get tokens to give them back. So it's mm-hmm. a, a better model for the web and for publishers. So we're, we're looking for growth, and we can eventually, I think, later this year, uh, at the earliest, talk about putting the code for the token into other apps. So other browsers, podcast apps, mm. video players, games that have ads embedded in them, anything mm-hmm. with an attention economy mm. to use the basic oh, That's interesting. Token. Interesting. I love, the, I love the way you put that, an attention economy. And there's a lot of utility here that uh, that Brave can sort of come in and and sort of you know create opportunities to connect consumers and institutions and publishers and and make this system not only more efficient and more uh, useful in terms of both parties, but also safer in terms of the security yes. of the data. Is that correct? Yes. Make it more direct and, and not get up the intermediaries that confuse the issue and, and take your data and take your take a fee out of the pie. We want people to have direct and valuable relationships. We want 
really great ads to be in these private tabs where we land them. So we're, we're trying to reboot advertising to be something like it was when you have a high-quality magazine ad. Mm-hmm. Brendan Ike, thank you so much for coming on our show tonight. It was a pleasure to have you. Again, thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And uh, listeners, if you want to learn more about Brendan, and by the way, Brendan, I'm going to check out Brave. Uh, this is cool. I mean, I love to try new stuff. Uh, listeners, go to Brave.com or follow them to learn more uh, on Twitter at Brave. That's at B R A V E. Listeners, if you're enjoying this as a podcast, remember that our show, Marketing Matters, airs live on Sirius XM Channel 132 every Wednesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we replay several times throughout the week. For more insight from Business Radio, Please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.